Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode from Sacco to Shiva. My name's Chase. On today's episode, we're going to cover some buy lows, start sits. I'm going to cover my weekly picks for this week, and I'm going to get to some listener questions. I want to give a shout out to the SSAW. They came in with a lot of great questions and really helped out to give me enough, uh, you know, information and questions to get a good solo podcast going on. Because unfortunately, it's just me today. Co-host is sick. Uh, kind of roll with the punches sometimes. All right, guys. Uh, so I'm trying to buy low on Stefan Diggs just right out the gate. I want Stefan Diggs. I talked about it on the last podcast that I actually prefer him over a lot of people just because of the talent is there. And I think because of the situation he's in right now, because he missed practice, the ownership wants to keep him. They don't want to trade him. I mean, they're, they're going to have to start giving him the ball. They're going to have to start passing the ball. The offense is they run the second most in the league right now. And for as good as they're supposed to be, only being two and two is not, not a good start to this season. I'm taking Stefan Diggs, and I think they might feed him a little bit more against the Giants, even though they could probably run all over him. I think Stefan Diggs could have a good week. If you can buy him before tomorrow, I would do it. Uh, speaking of the Giants, I am selling high on Sterling Shepard. Golden Tate is coming back. Uh, we have a small sample size with uh, Shepard and Daniel Jones, and Shepard has looked good in both those games, but we don't know what where he's going to be lined up in going forward. He performs better in the slot, does good on the outside, but not as good in the slot. Golden Tate is primarily a slot receiver and does horrible outside compared to how he does in the slot. So because of that, I'm just going to kind of fade Sterling Shepard. If I could get someone to uh, bite on Sterling Shepard for Stefan Diggs, I would do it all day long. Uh, that might not be the consensus out there of what people would do, but that's what I would do. All right, another buy low. I'm going to go into the running back position. I'm going to Chicago. I want to buy low on David Montgomery. They have been increasing his touches. The guy is good. We know he's good. His, I mean, he's not the fastest RB in the world, but the guy can break tackles. He can make people miss. Uh, the one thing I will say is Chase Daniels coming in, watching that game last week, made that offense look better. Like, I'm not saying he's going to be great, but, I mean, he's going to check the ball down, but he's going to open up some running lanes because they're actually completing passes, and he's going through progressions and spreading the ball out to more than just going after Allen Robinson and fixating on one target and focusing on his first read like Trubisky's been doing. So I'm going to buy low on David Montgomery if someone is willing to sell on him. That is somebody I think moving forward could be much better, and hopefully they can fix that offense under Matt Nagy uh, with Chase Daniels under center for however many weeks we might get him. Uh, next up, I'm going to sell high on a running back in Atlanta. I'm selling high on Devontae Freeman. He's coming off an 18-point fantasy week in week four. Three of the four weeks, though, he's had 2.4 yards per carry or less. That's just not good. All his production is coming in the passing game. But even at that, it's, I mean, it's not that, it's not enough to, for me to feel safe starting him. I would rather try and move him for somebody else. Maybe somebody is panic on, panicking on Devontae or David Montgomery and you want to move Devontae Freeman for David Montgomery. You might have to add in a little bit more. You might have to add in like a Corey Davis. Maybe, so I would be perfectly happy trading Devontae Freeman and Corey Davis for a David Montgomery right now. And I feel like that's a home run hit. All right, next up, I'm going to tight end position. This is somebody you could probably pick up off the waivers right now, actually, and that's Dawson Knox. The guy's getting some targets. He's getting more and more involved in the offense, 60% snap count uh, last week, and it's looking better for him. I'm not saying you're going to have those great weeks, but with the tight end landscape being as unpredictable as it is, 
I kind of like a guy that's going to get some targets and be on the field the majority of the time, uh, despite it not being where I would like it to be at 70% of the time. I mean, 60%, I'll take that right now. Uh, last up on the sell highs, I'm going to say Corey Davis. I just, I don't trust, trust him at all. AJ Brown's look better. Uh, I like Adam Humphreys. They need to get him more involved. And Corey Davis, he just has too many drops. You just can't trust him to catch the ball. And I'm kind of fading on him a little bit panicked. So we just kind of go with that. Uh, sorry if I'm kind of sounding like I'm rushing through. My wife actually got to work today. So I got to hurry up and, uh, get this out guys. Uh, one thing I want to talk about when it comes to start sits is when you look at how defenses performed to, uh, against certain uh, positions, you got to sit there and actually take into everything in context. For example, the Jets are the best uh, defense versus tight ends this year. However, when you look into it deeper, seeing number one is one of those things that maybe you just fixate on. You're like, okay, I'm not starting a tight end against them. But the Jets this year, their tight, end, uh, tight ends they faced have only been targeted a total of eight times in three games. That's that's one of those stats that's kind of bloated because a uh, tight end has not been, uh, you know, uh, targeted against them. It's easy to look like you're the best when, I mean, eight targets through three games. So I just want people to kind of fixate on some of that, but, uh, or not fixate so much on where defenses are ranked, but actually what the context is of it, of what type of game script it was, what type of, how many targets was those positions actually getting, what the yards per carry is, what's the yards per catch. Try and focus on all that and then make your assessment. Because, I mean, again, being able to rank somebody at something doesn't always mean that they're the best. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and kick it off with starts. My start of the week is going to be Jimmy Graham versus Dallas. Uh, Devontae Adams is out. Rodgers uh, was going to Graham in the red zone. Uh, once Adams went out, uh, Dallas is bottom 10 versus the tight end. Uh, they're allowing 15 points per game to the tight end position. It's one of those things that I think uh, Rodgers is going to have to rely on Jimmy Graham. So I'm, I'm really, really excited about Graham this weekend. I've actually found him on the waivers in a lot of leagues, which I was surprised about uh, because I thought a lot of people would have started targeting him uh, for the waivers uh, after Tuesday ran. But I, I was happy about picking him up, guys. All right, so one of my sit of the weeks is actually going to be Delaney Walker at the tight end position versus Buffalo. Buffalo is number two versus the tight end position, and in my opinion, they're the best against the tight end position, but that's because they have one of the best secondaries in the league. They are not allowing anybody to pass on them. They have been shutting people down. Gave Tom Brady one of his worst fantasy games ever. So, like, I'm I'm all about uh all about uh sitting people versus Buffalo right now. It's it's not looking good. Uh. Going back to the starting, I'm again. I'm gonna go back to it. Diggs and Thielen versus the Giants. Thielen even uh, showed some uh, discontent with how the offense has been going and not getting the targets and the passing not going there. And not very often do you ever hear a quarterback apologize. And Kirk Cousins apologized. All right. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start them versus the Giants. The Giants are bottom three versus the wide receiver position. It's one of those things that. I know they can run, but again, sometimes you just got to make your players happy uh, and win the game their way occasionally just to, you know, extend the longevity of it. Next up, I'm going to go to sitting. I'm going to go to Amari Cooper versus Green Bay. Uh, this one was kind of tough for me because uh, I do think that uh, Dallas does win, win this game, but I think Amari Cooper versus Green Bay uh, might actually... Uh, 
or sitting him against Green Bay, I think it's going to be tough because uh, King has been really good against wide receivers. Green Bay's allowing a 28 of 64 uh, catches. So every 64 targets, they're only allowing 28 catches, less than uh, 50%, which isn't good. And they've only allowed two TDs through four weeks uh, to the wide receiver position. So I'm, I'm going to sit Amari Cooper. I'm, I'm not trusting him. In one league, I actually have to start him, but it's one of those things. He's a player that most of you all probably drafted as your top wide receiver or your second wide receiver, so you're probably going to start him. But, I, man, it, it, it's a tough one for me. I, I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, next up, I'm starting David Montgomery against Oakland, as I kind of mentioned on my buy lows and sell highs. Uh, kind of already covered that one. I'm going to go back to the start position real quick. Jameis Winston versus New Orleans. All right, so Winston has been producing progressively better and better through the first four weeks. And New Orleans, aside from last week versus Dak, has given up the most, through the first three weeks, the most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks, averaging 30.9 to the quarterback position is what they've been giving up. And last week was just kind of like the outlier week. I'm not going to fixate on one week of where they completely shut down a uh, – a quarterback, Dak Prescott wasn't doing any play actions, which through the first three weeks he was all about play action. So maybe that had something to do with it. I think Winston kind of comes out and he he balls out. Uh, it seems like the Arians effect is starting to take hold. Uh, like I said, he's been getting better and better uh, throughout the first four weeks. I'm, I'm starting Winston and I feel pretty confident about it. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and sit Nick Chubb. This sounds crazy. This really does. But Nick Chubb versus San Francisco, they're one of the top, uh, one of two teams uh, to not give up a TD of any kind to the running back position. San Francisco also runs the ball more than any other position in the game. They've been controlling the time clock more than any other uh, team in the in the league. So I'm all about San Francisco's D right now, the run D specifically. I think they're I think they're legit. And Nick Chubb, as I mentioned in uh, earlier in the season, before the season started, actually. Against top 10 uh, rush defenses, he performs as a running back three. I'm not saying that's what he's going to do, but in order for him to be startable, he's going to have to score a touchdown, and I don't see him scoring a touchdown this week against uh, San Francisco. So I'm, I'm sitting him. Uh, if if you got no other choice, again, you probably drafted him to start him, but if you got no other choice, I, I would probably uh, start him. But I would look at maybe uh, Jordan Wilkins if Mac is out. I would start him against Kansas City because Kansas City is giving up 5.8 yards per carry. And that's most the most uh, yards per carry to a running back position since 1976 through the first four games of the season. All right. Last up on my sits, I'm going to sit Aaron Rodgers versus Dallas. It's just one of those things. Dallas has been good. Rodgers is without uh, Devontae Adams. And he's only had one game over uh, 20 fantasy points. He hasn't been good this season. It's kind of showing. Uh, man, without Devontae Adams, I'm kind of concerned. So I'm I'm sitting him this week. And it's, God, it, it kind of sucks because, you know, who I'm almost more comfortable starting is Andy Dalton versus Arizona this week. Andy Dalton, if he would have had a touch, one more touchdown last week, he would have been a top 10 quarterback. So it, it's weird to say, but Andy Dalton's also on the second highest passing team in the league behind Arizona. They're averaging 47 attempts per game. Arizona's averaging 47 and a half. So I think Andy Dalton could have a surprisingly good game in what I think could be a shootout versus Arizona. And it might be one of those things that I think, I think Aaron Rodgers finishes outside the top 10. And I think Andy Dalton finishes probably around like nine or 10. 
So I'm, I'm going to start Andy Dalton over Aaron Rodgers, and that sounds gross to say, guys, but sometimes you just got to do it. All right. So uh, sorry to kind of rush through all that. It, I mean, like I said, I got to be kind of quick today. Next up, though, guys, I'm going to get on to some listener questions uh, uh, just from everybody. I mean, you all just ha- hit me up with a lot of great questions, and I liked all, all of them, actually, guys. So I'm going to try and hit all of them. Uh, Ryan McDowell, he asked me a trade question earlier this week about Leonard Fournette or Devontae Adams. Well, we know Devontae Adams is out right now, and we know Fournette has been getting, uh, I believe, 85% of the snap count or more throughout the first uh, four weeks of the season. They clearly are featuring him, and it's a it's a tough running back landscape right now. It's one of those things that it's hard to find somebody that has that type of snap percentage, has that type of usage, because he's also getting the carries there. He had 29 carries last week, so and he's been getting the targets too. It, it, it's blowing me away. I believe the stat I wrote down the other day was he's on pace for 94 targets this season. And I think it's something like 62 catches, which just, I mean, baffled me. I, it was just one of those things that I was not expecting to read something like that. And so, yeah, 92 targets and for 64 catches is what he's on pace for this season. And it's just blowing me away. They said they wanted to get him 44 catches this season, and they're right on pace to beat that. So uh, I'm actually going to buy uh, Leonard Fournette over Devontae Adams. Like I said, the wide receiver position this year has been crazy. We have people like DJ Chark through the first four weeks being a top 10 wide receiver. I never saw that coming. Nobody did. I liked DJ Chark last year, but I mean, who thought Gardner Minshew was going to come in and outperform Aaron Rodgers through the first four weeks? It, it's one of those weird things. We have wide receivers all over the landscape just blowing up onto the scene and actually sustaining some of their progress throughout the first four weeks. So I feel like you might be able to take Leonard Fournette, and this is only for this season, take Leonard Fournette over Devontae Adams. And Leonard Fournette has a great playoff schedule. So if you're a 4-0 team and have Devontae Adams just lost him, but you're st- already stacked at wide receiver, maybe you have other wide receivers like you drafted Cooper Cup and Chris Godwin in the later rounds who are both top three wide receivers right now. And you can move on from Devontae Adams for a Leonard Fournette. I would do it. Uh, it again, it doesn't sound great. But, man, the time that Devontae Adams could miss and then Leonard Fournette, the production he's getting and the usage he's getting, I'm, I'm going to gamble on that because outside of the top, what, 15 running backs, they've all been boomer bust and it's been hard to trust anyone. People that we thought we could be trusting hasn't been performing and people that uh, we didn't think we could necessarily trust has been coming on the scene and doing well, but it's just so scarce. I'm, I'm going to go Fournette. Next up, I'm going to go to Irvin Washington. Uh, he's asking what running backs to buy low on. I'm going to just reference earlier, as I said, David Montgomery. I think he could be a great one. Uh, maybe you can talk to the Kirion Johnson owner who is on buy. Uh, maybe somebody needs a start right now and you can buy him. I don't know if, uh, Irvin, if you need him to uh, start this week, but if you do, I'll try and target David Montgomery. Moving on, kind of rolling in stride. Felipe, uh, he was asking about Kirion Johnson on a buy and who he should start. Uh, there wasn't any other options listed on who you could start in his uh, spot. But like I said, if Marlon Mack is out, I'm starting Jordan Wilkins. If he's available, if he's on your waivers, if you can pick him up, whatever. As I said earlier, Kansas City is giving up 5.8 yards per carry to the running back position, which is the most through the first four weeks uh, since 1976. Blows me away. And if you saw anything from last week, 
Detroit showed how you can beat Kansas City just like uh, New England did last year. You have to run the ball on them. You have to control time o'clock. You have to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. So I'm going to start Wilkins in because I, I know you can make the argument for Naheem Hines, but Naheem Hines is not a running back running back. He's a pass catching back. He is going to be your like third down, short type distance and all that. He's he's going to be the guy that's just going to catch the ball. His yards per carry is terrible, but Jordan Wilkins is a true type running back. He's going to be your one and two down back, and I think Jordan Wilkins could have a good game against Kansas City. All right. Michael, uh, I'm sorry if I just like butcher your last names, guys. Michael Etheridge asked about McCoy or Michelle uh, and about Sanders or Ridley. So I'm going to go ahead and tackle McCoy and Michelle first. Uh, LaShawn McCoy has been producing. He's RB 16 on the season. Somehow he's extremely efficient with only 50% of snap counts or less. And it's blowing me away. Kansas city, as we know in the past, Andy Reid specifically just produces top 10 running backs. And it's crazy because every running back through each week that has even played where there would be Darrell Williams or LaShawn McCoy or Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy, they've all been top 24 backs because they've been splitting the backfield. It's a true committee. But it, it's crazy that all everybody in the committee has been startable. So I'm I'm starting LaShawn McCoy as an RB2 right now, and I'm completely happy with it uh, over over Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle has been pretty terrible, averaging two yards per carry, uh, has looked bad, tackled on first contact. It's just, it's not good. Rex Burkhead, if he comes and plays, I think he could have a better game than uh, Sony Michelle. All right, so Emmanuel Sanders or uh, Calvin Ridley. Man, I like – this is going to be one of those things that I'm going to have to go Emmanuel Sanders just because three out of the first four games, he has uh, put up 15 fantasy points. And I he's the number one on the team. Calvin Ridley has had, in the past uh, two weeks, has had uh, only four targets per game on average. It's, it's not looking good for him. He has the talent to sit there and produce. He has all the tools necessary – they're just not giving him the opportunity, and I, I don't understand why. I think he could possibly have a good game this week, but I'm going to err on the side of caution and try and take that almost guaranteed 10-plus fantasy points uh, with Emmanuel Sanders. It's it's the safer play, and that's what I'm going to side on the air of caution. All right, uh, Cordy Snell asked, Michelle or David Montgomery? I think we kind of just already saw what, where I was going to go with this. Again, David Montgomery, I think... I think he has a top 16 week. Uh, I don't think Sony Michelle does. I know he has a good matchup, but again, I, I think Rex Burkhead's going to be better. Sony Michelle even had a good matchup against other teams and still hasn't really produced. I don't trust him. Uh, like I said, he just doesn't look good. Uh, he also asked uh, Calvin Ridley or Sanu. Man, this one, again, this one's tough because Ridley has just not been getting the targets, and Sanu has had six or more targets in each game. So if it's PPR scoring, I'm going Mohamed Sanu. Uh, if I really need to gamble, if I feel like maybe if I started somebody who had a bad week on uh, or a bad week on Thursday night, if I started somebody there, I might gamble and go Ridley. But I I think I'm going to take the almost guaranteed ten points with Sanu. Uh, Sean Lowry hit up with uh, uh, Josh Jacobs or Matt Breida. Man. This one, this one's kind of tough for me because we know what the committee is there in uh, San Francisco. We know that Jeff Wilson is the touch or the red zone back, the uh, in the, I mean, just the touchdown touchdown back in general. Like he's had four touchdowns 
throughout the first uh, four weeks, which is tied for first in the league right now. It it blows me away. Um, but I think I'm gonna, man, I think I'm gonna go burrito on the upside just because Jacobs is not getting the targets. Uh, it, God, it's 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 hard to do that. But burrito on a team that rushes more. I mean, they're rushing 57% of the time, which leads the league. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go Matt Burita over Josh Jacobs this week. All right, next up, uh, Sean, Lowry, Sean Lowry asked uh, Curtis Samuel, MVS, or uh, D.D. Westbrook. I, whew, this one, this one's a little tough for me. Uh, I'm probably going to go Curtis Samuel, especially if uh, Jalen uh, Ramsey sits out, just because uh, – I don't think AJ Boye can keep up with the speed of DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel. And man, I think Curtis Samuel could have a good game. It's it's one of those things that he's getting some targets from Kyle Allen. I think he could come out there and uh put up some numbers. Uh I don't trust DD. He has a lot of drops and uh Gardner Minshew's going towards uh DJ Shark more often. He's a more talented wide receiver, athletically speaking. And Dallas has been good against quarterbacks and good against wide receivers right now. I think MVS could have a game, but I'm actually leaning more Geronimo Allison than MVS this week. So I'm, I'm going to go Samuel. I like, I like Samuel. He was one of my bylaws before the season started. I think he has a good game. Dylan Chisholm asked, uh, Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, or Kyler Murray? Man, I'm going Winston. Winston all the way this week. I think he's going to be a top five QB. The guy has been on fire the last two weeks, and I think he does it again. Dalton is a good start. Kyler Murray, the thing that worries about me, uh, about me for him, but it excites me for David Johnson, is through each of the weeks, uh, the first two weeks, Kyler Murray had one of the highest average depth of uh, throws in the league. And the last two weeks, he has one of the, one of the lowest for QBs on average depth of throw. So it's it's helping David Johnson a lot, but it's really limiting his upside because his air yards are just not there. Uh, he's not he's not airing the ball out like we thought what this air raid offense was going to be. Uh, maybe he does it against Cincinnati this week because their defense isn't good. But uh, if the trend continues like it has the last two weeks compared to the first two weeks, it's not going to be great for him. But it's going to be great for uh, David Johnson because he's going to be checking the ball down more. Uh, so I'm going to go Jameis Winston again on that one. Uh, Cecil Williams asked for uh, what RBs uh, are out there. Again, I'm going to go back to uh, Jordan Wilkins. I think if he's available, pick him up, guys. Uh, I'm I'm probably going to start him if Marlon Max out in the leagues I have him. He also asked OBJ or Tyler Boyd. Man, this is this is a tough one for me too. But again, uh, since uh, Cincinnati's been uh, airing the ball out. John Ross is out. I think Tyler Boyd's targets goes up just a little, maybe one or two per game. He's almost averaging 10 targets per game as it is right now. So is OBJ. But that it, it looks like since uh, Cleveland's still trying to decide what their uh, what their identity is, and they looked better when they ran the ball. But I feel like they're going to be forced to pass. And when they're forced to pass, Baker Mayfield's been making mistakes. It it sounds gross again, guys, but I'm going I'm going Cincinnati this week. I'm going uh, Tyler Boyd versus Arizona rather than OBJ versus San Francisco. I would prefer to start both of these guys if I have the option. All right. So uh, Dill asked uh, Shepard, uh, Lashawn McCoy, or Sterling Shepard, Lashawn McCoy, or Marquise Brown to flex. Man, I'm going I'm going Hollywood Brown this week, uh, just because we know it's a committee uh, with uh, Kansas City, and as I said, we do know those uh, opportunities are going to be there for Lashawn McCoy. 
Uh, Sterling Shepard, I am concerned about Golden Tate coming back. I, I don't know what his role is going to be, so I'm just going to sit him for one week. Where Hollywood Brown's going against Pittsburgh, they're giving up 14 yards per catch uh, to wide receivers. And we know Hollywood Brown's a big play wide receiver, and I think he could I think he could take the top off that defense and kind of bounce back from the last two weeks he's had. Uh, Dill also asked uh, Gallup, Michelle, or Rojo. So Rojo is going up against New Orleans. He's a top four uh, RB defense, and they have Sheldon Rankins back. I'm I'm going to bench uh, Rojo this week. I don't think it's a good matchup. As you as I've talked about before, Michelle hasn't been producing. I'm kind of fading him. So we know I'm going Gallup on this. But I want to point out, and obviously I'm an Eagles fan. I don't like the Cowboys, but when it comes to fantasy, I'm not biased. I don't care. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go with who's the best option. Dak Prescott versus the Packers in his career is averaging 250 yards per game, three touchdowns, one interception, and 20 rushing yards, uh, and a half a rushing touchdown. So he's on, so that's that's great great stats, great opportunity. That's QB one numbers, and I'm gonna take Gallup against the Packers because we know they can be be beat against uh, deep ball wide receivers. And I like Gallup actually even more than Amari Cooper this week. So that's that's where I'm going to that. Uh, I appreciate all the questions that came in, guys. I mean, you all you all killed it. This was great. Uh, sorry that this feels kind of rushed. It, I like doing a podcast when I have somebody else because I don't just ramble. I don't just talk. But I really appreciate everybody that came out and uh, hit me up with some questions. It was fantastic. I'm going to go ahead and uh, close up this podcast, get it uh, uploaded and edited real quick so people can listen to it today and tomorrow morning before the noon games kick off. Uh, remember, teams that are on bye this week is going to be uh, Dolphins and Lions. Uh, also, you don't have to worry about the London games this week because their games are going to start at 12 Eastern, uh, so normal t- uh, start time as all the other uh, games, or 1 o'clock Eastern as all the other games, same time, so you're not going to have to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning to start looking if somebody's you know going to be uh, playing or not. Uh, some... Uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give you my weekly picks on what teams I think are going to win. I'm taking Philadelphia over the Jets. Uh, I just think that's an easy pick, especially with Darnold out. I'm taking Jacksonville to upset Carolina. I know Carolina has been good on defense, and I know Jacksonville's O-line is beat up, and Minshew hasn't been uh, has been getting sacked quite a bit five times last week. But I'm I just I'm taking the Gardner Minshew uh, hype train right now, and uh, hopefully they can uh, pull it out and make me right. Taking Cincinnati over Arizona, uh, they're at home, so I kind of I kind of like that. As I kind of alluded to in the podcast, they're they're sitting there, just still kind of discovering their identity too. I feel like John Ross hurts them a little bit, but Arizona just I don't think they have what it takes right now. They're not looking good. Where it's not the offense we all anticipated it to be. Uh, Atlanta at Houston. I'm taking Houston at home. I think Hopkins is going to have a good week this week. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. I think Tampa Bay surprises with the upset. It's actually projected to be a close game, but I think Tampa Bay wins on the road. Um, keep in mind, though, Tampa Bay players may start looking fatigued in the coming up weeks. This is the second road game for them in a row of five road games, so they still have three more road games after this, one of them being in London coming up. So just keep an eye out on that. Some of their players may get fatigued over this stretch because uh, they're not going to be back home in uh, in Tampa Bay or in Florida at all to November 10th. So that that wears on players, as we know. I'm taking Minnesota at, on the road against New York, uh, New York Giants. Taking Chicago on the road versus Oakland Raiders. Taking Baltimore on the road versus Pittsburgh. It's one of those things. I, I just think Mason Rudolph isn't 
isn't going to be able to carry that offense. I think Deontay Johnson could have a surprise game. He's getting the targets. He looks like uh, Mason Rudolph's favorite target right now. Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be playing through an injury. James Conner is going to be playing through an injury. It's uh, one of those things. If I have uh, Jalen Samuels, I might be starting him this week if I don't feel confident in uh, Conner. He's on the field, and he's getting usage. So I think if anything, if Conner aggravates the injury and I need to have a dart throw, I'm going to I'm gonna put uh, Samuels in my flex and just pray to God he gets some usage. Uh, Buffalo at Tennessee. I'm going to take Buffalo. That defense has been great. Josh Allen is uh, confirmed that he's going to be started. Clear con- concussion protocol this morning. New England at Washington. That's easy. We're taking New England. That's that's a gimme. Uh, Denver at LLC. I'm taking uh, the I'm taking the Chargers. So that's they they've they've been looking good. Denver's been in every matchup this week though, guys. So they could be on upset alert. But I think having Melvin Gordon back, Denver's terrible against the run. I think having Eckler and Melvin Gordon running the ball is going to be great for them. Uh, Green Bay at Dallas. Uh, Dallas, I think is going to win. It's I think it could be a close game. I'm taking the under on it this week, though. At the over/unders set at 47, I'm taking the under. I think it's going to be a defensive battle, kind of like what we saw last week with uh, New Orleans in uh, Dallas. I think it's going to be one of those low-scoring games. Indy at Kansas City, you got to take Kansas City, man. They're that offense is just on a tear. They're, I mean, yeah, their defense is bad, but at home in Arrowhead, I live in Kansas City, man, and it's being in that stadium is a different type of atmosphere. It's it. Home field advantage is a real thing, as you all know. And last up on the dock is going to be Cleveland at San Francisco on Monday Night Football. I'm taking uh, I'm taking the 49ers. Taking the 49ers against Cleveland. Uh, traveling uh, across all those time zones and or across the time zone going to uh, going to San Francisco. I think Cleveland just uh, doesn't have what it takes this week. San Francisco controls time of possession. I think they have a uh, have a good week. All right, guys, I appreciate you all listening. Thank you all for sending in the questions. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, like, all that all that jazz. I appreciate it. It really does help the podcast. Uh, next week, there won't be. I'll probably be doing a solo again. My co-host, Anthony, will be out uh, in London just visiting family, so he won't be able to join me. Uh, if you have any questions before next week, go ahead and let me know, uh, especially waiver wire questions coming up. I'll put a podcast out on Tuesday night or Monday morning. Uh, depending on what's uh, best available. Uh, again, appreciate all the all the love. We're on Twitter at McCoy C E at eight one six podcasting on Facebook eight one six podcasting. Post in the S S A W all the time. Uh, thank you guys. Appreciate it.